Hello, and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we're 10 days celibate as we discuss the greatest television show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're tackling the 136th episode in the series, How Do You Solve a Problem Like Sophia? I hope uh, all you intense fans know that I definitely did the two thumbs up into the microphone when you said that. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Same here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God um i love this one it's so it's so perfect and it it connects with me on a raised catholic level as well me too yeah for sure um um so so what i mean i i know there's a little bit of background as to like why they decided to do this episode other than it's funny (laughs) yeah i mean it is really funny i think um happy to go on record as saying this is definitely my top 10 um But so as for some background, so uh, in Jim Colucci's book, um, Jamie Wooten talks about how they uh, he and uh, Mark Sotkin were trying to do they wanted to do a mother daughter focused uh, story and they hadn't really touched on the Catholic angle so much, um, at least as a a central plot point. Um, And Mark Cherry's talking about actually when they were doing the research for this episode, they met with somebody who uh, was a 55 year old woman who had a family and kids and decided um, at that point in her life to become a nun. Um, And so she shared with them her experiences. She had grown kids? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, Well, it says married and had a family. um, And it implies basically that they were grown. Um, But basically uh yeah she said that there was psychological testing for the for becoming a nun so that's where that comes from um and yeah i mean the other piece in in this book is uh lynn stewart who plays um or not lynn stewart i'm sorry kathleen freeman who plays Mm -hmm. mother superior she's a pretty (laughs) uh, great she's like a veteran tv actor she's on a couple other things um she was in the Broadway version of The Full Monty, and she was uh, she played Peg Bundy's mom and married with children, which oh, like yeah. you could see, right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, that's great. Um, so it's like you know, it's 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 fun. It's just like a great sort of party of an episode. Um, the Catholic angle is really interesting that they choose to do it in this way because, like, obviously, you know, joining the convent is such a, a Catholic thing. Um, <laughs> Indeed. But it's, it feels like, not a caricature exactly, but you know, it's just like kind of like a raucous time of like, Sophia's going to become a nun because she's not, doesn't know how to cope. Um, but I love it. I mean, that's not a criticism at yeah. all. It's just that well, it's, it's, it's funny. Do you, it, it plays it, it you're, you're saying basically it plays it like too much for laughs. Like it is a more serious a little. life path. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of interesting. I the, honestly, the the way that I thought of that, they just sort of lightly touch over it is it's not necessarily as like an insult to nuns, but but more of like I kind of want this to be a two episode arc because I want more time of like Sophia in the convent and like talking about the good parts and the bad parts. You know, I just it's it's really kind of interesting. Like they it really does happen because it's only you know a half hour episode um very quickly right where you realize that she's just sort of you know being a stubborn stubborn vindictive old pack mule of a woman who won't follow the rules <laughs> um so yeah i, I kind of like wish that this was a two-part or not necessarily like a multi-episode arc of like you know three or four but a little bit longer i want a little bit more of sophia as a nun 
Yeah, I totally, I would love it. Um, I actually also have an uncle who was a priest, which is not exactly the same thing. I guess it's more of an Uncle Angelo parallel, but um, <laughs> I do feel like it's really interesting. Did he stop like, being a priest? Or is he still a priest? Uh, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if his official, like... So it really is Uncle Angelo. Well, if Uncle Angelo was into men certainly um i'm yeah. revealing too much um i know it's like damn <laughs> um but anyway I have an aunt who was a nun and then left and started a family so, wow yeah, that's so, cool yeah that yeah, trajectory yeah. makes so, a little more sense to me um <laughs> the word says it uh but i think it's interesting because like with um father Leahy with frank too this comes up this idea and like with uncle angelo too i guess of like people in the clergy having real lives and being real people. And that's not like, you know, fully explored. Um, but I do think they're held up as these sort of like, um, I don't know. It's, it's like a little gatekeepy. It's a little just like yeah. mysterious, you know, the lifestyle around it, which makes sense. Of course. Like, I don't think it's, it's meant to be that way, but um, you know, which I think really lends itself to so seeing Sophia in this way. Like there's so many easy places for a joke like when she flips the pope thing around or the you know like to that oh God, super hot guy and so like perfect. how she's so gambling like all of it is just so um it's just like such great fodder for for the writing and for jokes so yeah. uh i see i definitely see the appeal of this like central storyline you know it's so funny though when you were talking especially bringing up father Leahy and uncle angelo and they're like their arcs are very like we're real people you know we have real desires and we can wear real clothes <laughs> i didn't know priests were able to take off your clothes um but but the thing that's interesting about the nuns as portrayed here and what sophia is rebelling against sophia like okay fine following the rules at a convent like yes there's a structure to the lifestyle that you're signing up for so when you don't follow the rules that's a problem right um you know, just like uh, Maria wandering off and singing into the, the hills when she's supposed to be like reporting to the <laughs> Abbey or some shit. So, but like the way that the nuns are portrayed here, including the nun that visits, you know, Sophia for the um, psychological test, they're actually, it feels sexist to me. It feels like they are this caricature of a nun who is like just a, a copy paste of like they're all sort of the same and like they can't have an interest in having i mean a hawkeye poster notwithstanding but like they can't have an interest in <laughs> outside life you know it, it to me it just strikes me a little like they're again maybe that's why i'm asking for this to be like a double episode because it's there's i'm not exploring the other nuns i mean the only one that you the only sort of glimpse that i think you get other than the the nun getting hot for john Forsyth, is um <laughs> is them playing poker together. You know, like when Sophia's sort of wrangling everybody else and being the one where they, um, you know, sort of get, they get a, a release valve through her, I guess. Yeah. So did yeah, you, they need a, see... oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say they need a sister Mary Clarence. Like they need a sister yeah. act. Exactly. Well, I would, sister act is also a great parallel as well as obviously mentioning the namesake sound of music earlier, but have you ever seen um, the Haley Mills movie Trouble with Angels? no but that does sound familiar to me it's yeah i mean it's literally Haley mills like in her teenage years and she's sent to go to a catholic school and she is a troublemaker kid like she's just like she gets her 
you know, her partner in crime involved in all sorts of pranks and things like that, you know, leading up to, um, like them, you know, getting kicked out of school and like all, all of this kind of stuff. Um, and I'll spoil the movie since it's absolutely like 60 years old. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Is that she becomes a nun at the end of it. She decides to like stay behind and join the order because she's like found a higher power or something like that uh, through all, all her, of her mischief. But um, anyway, uh, the point is, is that people have been playing with the storylines of like, to your point, like priests and nuns and everything, like having this external life and like choosing, you know, this path on top of all of that, right? On top of all these other desires, which is really fascinating. It's a, it's a great area to explore. Yeah, totally. And also I wanted to ask you like, so, you know, the whole sort of impetus for this is because a nun has died, right? And like- <laughs> yeah. As it's Dorothy obvi- puts it, I'm not on that side. It is certainly, you know, I don't think there's a, you don't have to stretch your empathy muscle very much to imagine how draining it probably is to go to funerals very regularly of your friends. Totally. Um, totally. But what do you think about Sophia's response to this being like, I have to take her place? Like, do you think that's just like written for, to move the story forward? Or do you think that's like an in-character response? I, I don't necessarily think it's in character for Sophia. I do think it's a pretty classic grief response for like carrying on the work of someone who has died, like a friend of yours of like, right, you know, my true. friend had this vision for a world, you know, whatever it is, even if it's just like my friend lived life to the fullest. So now I have to, right. So I think it's really interesting, but I do think that like, I'm sure there was a ton of pressure on Sophia growing up Catholic in Sicily to like be a nun. Right. And like all of this stuff. And like, when she's like, I never even told your father and like, you know, all this is like a secret thing that she's, she's held. But I think, um, and definitely not in my family, but in terms of my immediate family, um, I was, you know, raised Catholic also by people who had struggled through Catholic school. Um, Mm -hmm. But for really religious families, I think that's extremely common, that that's like an absolute like choice of a pathway that's like very legitimate. So I think that even if you're not personally interested in it as a kid, you still have this like Oh, that could be me, you know, <laughs> kind of, kind of, uh, inkling. I don't, I don't know what it's like in your family, but like, or your extended family at least. Um, but especially back in that generation, I think it's sort of like, I think what's in character about it for Sophia is that she lives many different lives and she constantly reinvents herself. So it, it it's almost like one of these, like, well, I haven't done this yet. <laughs> Yeah. And I, and I think you're right about like the biographical piece and like the sort of emphasis that was probably placed on like respect for the profession for lack of a better phrase there. Um, Probably really accurate. uh, And also like, you're right, like grief responds. And honestly, like, I don't know if you're 90 or I know she's not 90, but you know, like 85 and you're not looking to date, like you get free housing. Sure. You get free food. Free clothes. <laughs> Not a bad gig. Yeah, that's actually really true. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Like, right? Oh my god! In like <laughs> the Reagan, <laughs> Bush America. <laughs> like, well, I, I'm elderly. I can't get help any other way, so I might as well join the convent. <laughs> Holy shit! Exactly. What wow. the hell else am I doing? <laughs> what a loophole! <laughs> a loophole for sure. <laughs> anyway anyway so um all right do you want to start at the at the top of the episode here yeah sure about the dork and duster 
Yeah. Oh my god, so great. By the way, my cousin um had a duster. He restored an old duster. I didn't know anything. I've heard the car the duster twice in my life one was when he restored it and two was in this episode wow i'm gonna look it up right now i honestly was just like it's yeah a cool, it's, a, it's a cool looking like 70s muscle car it's very wow it's very, like muscly um uh also like while we're at it in terms of like discovering things through this episode this episode is absolutely 1000 percent uh where i learned the word philatelist <laughs> of course because <laughs> where the fuck else would you learn <laughs> unless you know your grandpa was like a stamp pledge or something I, anyway it's like i i love it but i discovered stamps wow um yeah uh i mean blanche is pretty like you know we talk about her selfishness and and her sort of like kind of up in the clouds as it relates to that a lot but this I feel like is maybe the worst she ever is like she's so like disaffected and like not concerned and like when Rose is like total disregard for my personal property that's definitely true but also like yeah you can't expect Rose to pay for this it's so it, I feel like it's honestly like it's, it's shocking even for Blanche. <laughs> yeah, and I don't really buy it. Like, it doesn't feel... Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't I'm not saying she'd be either. super remorseful, but I think she would take responsibility for something she did. This is, this is again, I think this is another just, like, pin in the, the map here of these latter episodes where people are, you know, people, <laughs> just everybody, where the writers are specifically playing up and exaggerating traits of the characters and this to me is one of the example of an over exaggeration of blanche's you know self-involvement because i yeah. do believe that she wouldn't be she would take the car she would do you know the bump uh, <laughs> say that like nobody ever does it i know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when he asks who does good body work you give him your phone number oh god so great <laughs> Um, but like the, the point is that like, I, to your point rather is, is that like, I really don't think she would put up a fight about, about like, I'll be like, Oh good. You're getting, you're getting the one getting sued. It's like, give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> that's, too, that's too much. Especially no, and... with all the character growth we've seen from Blanche, right? Like living with these people, like she's come so far in terms of friendship and like getting along with other women that, yeah, it's like, I, I don't believe it. <laughs> Right, they're friends. I believe she would do this to like Virginia or Charmaine, oh, a even thousand percent. Yes, exactly, and not to innocent Rose for sure. No, I really <laughs> Rose really stands up for herself really well. I love when Rose is just like she lays it all out on the table. So great. Yeah, I agree, and it's also like all factual. It's like you took something without asking. It's you know whatever, and I love when Rose is like, I'm not going to think about anything else until Sophia feels better, and then she's like, my I car. I know. <laughs> it's so great. So great. <laughs> oh, I do also like the um this happens a couple times in the series because it also happens in a household, right? It's like where other like the plot lines are coming together and merging. So like one conversation actually gets cut off, even though it's really you know, it's a it's a good writerly device, right? To switch from like an A to a B story or back and forth, where it's like, oh, they come home and then like this happens a lot with Rose where then her concern overtakes, you know, her concern about what's going on that's more serious or grave um, with Sophia and Dorothy like takes over and cuts off the conversation where, you know, Blanche asked how the funeral was. It was a humdinger. <laughs> we closed the place, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I really like that. I like how they 
use that technique because that's exactly what happens, right? Like you and maybe your your spouse or your friend, uh, your roommate is having like a serious conversation and then like somebody comes in the door and they're like, oh man, you know, diamond a door handle. Like, <laughs> and it's like, yeah. you can't continue what you were saying until later, you know, which works really well for the episode flow. Yeah, totally. And these are both things that like, are pretty big deal like need to be addressed immediately so it makes sense they're they're exactly. both kind of like happening totally. in real time um i, I really yeah. love the everyone reacting to like where she's like i don't know i have no idea how she's gonna react to this well at least now you know <laughs> god said you'd say that <laughs> oh my god <laughs> three for three that's so good um yeah and i mean this is just like when I think it's just like, like every single thing is funny when the nun comes and makes a house call. Um, when oh she's like, God. "I spit on you," unless the unless sister of like course the sister would like to spit on you first. Oh that my one. God, so good. I, that's I mean that that whole scene is my absolute favorite of the entire episode. Hands. Down. It's amazing. The ink it's blots. So Come yeah, on, I mean, it helps weed out the crazies and undesirables. Sorry, ma. <laughs> And then when Blanche walks in, I'm a Baptist. Yeah. <laughs> that part, that part made me really laugh out loud in a way that I didn't even think it would. Like I knew it was coming and it was still funnier than I remembered. <laughs> it's so good. And also when Sophie, like obviously the John Forsyth line is like the line that people remember, but when Sophie is like, I see an angel, like, oh my God. it's like so perfect. It's Smiling so sweetly, she pours love upon the hearts of the righteous standing at the gates of heaven while St. Peter. <laughs> amazing that could also be like a good old chris golden girls poster shirt but i i I wouldn't wear it because it just feels out of context it feels like you're just a really religious person (laughs) yeah sometimes i actually i honestly wear my walkathon shirt a lot like wear my Miami walkathon shirt and i wore it the other day to the gym and i was like I wonder if somebody's think I'm like training for like Olympic walk. walk I'm not really a walkathon participant, everyone. (laughs) But like actually at the gym is the perfect place. I know, right? Exactly. Oh, I've got my marathon shirts and shit. It's like 1988 from before I was born, a -a walkathon shirt. Yeah, yeah. People are wearing their like 15K (laughs) and I'm like, nah. (laughs) Oh my God. Ridiculous. (laughs) Oh anyway um but yeah the the nun is incredible and like dorothy's just reaction where she just says it and then she it she lets it hang out there about john forsyth where she's just yeah. like oh i should have said that isn't it <laughs> <laughs> and then but the I nun the she gets the nun i know the nun exactly she's like hot under her collar there um so great but i i do love the you know, it, again, the two-part episode argument is sort of like, again, the conversation with Dorothy and Sophia is kind of curtailed, right? And it's like, Dorothy, she doesn't believe her the whole time, and she almost, like, completely guesses the end anyway. Like, so she doesn't really take it super seriously. But again, this is another move-out episode. <laughs> it's like, it just hit me, you know? Um, it's just so funny. And I, I, I think it's hilarious because again, things are played for laughs where she, well, she says, you know, do you think I could leave you that eas- easily? And Dorothy's like a minute ago, you were going to spit on me. <laughs> and then later the joke when she writes and she's like, you know, I, I remember you fondly. The same goes for Blanche and Rita. <laughs> such a great joke, but it doesn't like, there's no time in this episode to really get emotional about her leaving and not even leaving for like, 
some place where they can tip have typical interactions with her right like it's a place where they have to come like during visiting hours i'm sure at the at the convent you know so anyway right yeah we we just don't get a chance to explore that like we do in other move out episodes yeah because it's also like it's not as like i think most of the time when they're moving out the predominant emotion is like anger of some kind or like disappointment or something that's like negative and this feels like you know similar to like I don't know, like a graduation or something. Like it's a goodbye. So there's like a little yeah. bit of a sad element, but really they're just like, okay, go ahead. And I also like it's so kind of um understated, <laughs> like her moving out. Um the granada full of nuns. <laughs> it's like that's it. Then she's <laughs> off. <laughs> exactly. It's hilarious. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, going back to the B story for a sec. So I yeah. love when Blanche is like. Rose is really mad at Blanche. I feel like it, it like she's really mad at her for yeah. like not understand, like not seeing her point of view at all. Um, totally. And then Blanche's like solution when she's like certain physical acts of a sexual nature, it's, it's like so. <laughs> Girl, lock it up for like an I hour. Know. We're trying to solve a problem here. Um, <laughs> but then <laughs> when Rose for is like, like wouldn't, it be, <laughs> wouldn't it be better if I hid in the closet? And it just like so snaps you right back to like you know the exactly. rose island like trope it's it's so good and both of these stories exactly. are just so funny every single conversation they are they are and just <laughs> literally to wrap up the the b story i i do love the actor the dork and a duster is perfect and the whole like actor where he goes <laughs> and like, and he's like i can't play nursey and, like, yeah. everything about it is like that is just this caricature of a person that like is perfect in a sitcom here you know it's it's incredible um but i i do love that like you hear the whole plan you know what's going on all of this you have the hilarious moment where it's like we'll try again tomorrow rose still in the closet yeah <laughs> she's like yeah i'm back but at the end <laughs> when you actually see them running and the, the and the nurse's outfit that blanche is wearing holy shit we need more of that like we need more it reminds me of just like oh man can't like the the nuns and the cats and like all of the costumes that have been in the show it's been a while since we've had some good ones so the, and the, the Dreyfus whoa uh, yeah yeah <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> oh man anyway so back to back to the convent right so she is presumably like not she's probably talking back she's playing you know poker wizard yeah she's and not, cheating she's not neat yo the wizard it's only once again <laughs> Yeah, she's clearly breaking commandments, cheating commandments, whatever. You know, God had two about keeping it in your pants. Anyway, um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, she's got sexy posters, all that kind of stuff. But like, there, you know, it's just, it's just really, I think it's like the, the talking back kind of thing. Like, I, I want to be a nun, but I'll be like religious on my own time, I guess, <laughs> is the issue <laughs> at hand. I don't know. I've never been uh, on the... Uh, you know, having to obey end in the convent. <laughs> I've right. Only, I've only visited. I've only visited my aunt at the time. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's like. It, I mean, again, it's it's very similar to Sister Act, where it's like the rules don't make sense to you. I think they don't make sense to you if you don't like actually have a calling to do it because they're pretty. Uh, you know, it's a real imposition. I think to probably have to follow these rules, 
And yeah. if you feel a connection or like a service or whatever, I don't, I don't, I also can't speak to this experience, but if you do, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, like I'm sure that it's not that, that difficult to abide by these rules because you're yeah. acting in service of something that is higher. Um, but for Sophia, who's just like, I think you're right about the grief piece too. Just being like, yeah, I guess yeah. I'll do this. Like, you're not gonna it's gonna be tough you couldn't even you didn't even like when Dorothy tried to give you a curfew <laughs> yeah exactly like that doesn't it doesn't work very well <laughs> yeah, it seems kind of boring on the inside Sophia so anyway I do I do like despite the fact that I I want more and it seems a little light in terms of like the very quick turnaround of of I will and then I won't I do enjoy that Sophia knows it <laughs> just like they want me out yesterday yeah (laughs) it's really it's pretty funny and like you know i i think that you know it does close that conversation they have in her room is interesting and important in terms of like anybody can have a any sort of different calling you know and still make an impact like it doesn't have to be this thing that's like highlighted and that's that's like a nice just sum up of just religion in general (laughs) religion versus just like ethics right in terms of like a lot of people get their ethics from religion, right? And a lot of them are founded on that, you know, and Christianity in, in general has a, a few good ideas, you know, in that realm. But like, you don't have to do this like full Monty situation to, you know, do something special for the world, I guess, you know, or even yeah, like and- live for God if that's something that you believe in. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think also like that, when Sophia is even alone in her room, when she's like talking to God, like I feel like yeah. Sophia does actually have um, some sort of like, I think she's a Catholic. Like, I think she feels connected to the oh, religion yeah. um, Catholics, in a lot of Catholics ways. Catholics have a lot of rules. Yeah. Non-nun Catholics still have a lot of rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go back to eating meat on Friday if it's only exactly. to that it's one like a green pati- light. Particularly this time, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> But, like, you know, she has this sort of, like, referential moment where I feel like she's, like, okay, like, I thought that this is what I was supposed to do, but, like, it's obviously not working. And so that yeah. does, not that it would be difficult anyway, but, like, it it makes it so, like, like what you were saying about her moving out, like, there's no negative emotions to it. It's just, like, all right, you gotta leave. This isn't working out. Um, yeah. And, you know, she doesn't, they, like, they do a great job with the <laughs> the two cleaning deposit jokes, like, it's just funny. And I think that that's really like, there's no um, heaviness to it at all. And I think if you were right. describing the plot, you would think that there might be at certain points, but there's Absolutely. not. Particularly based on previous episodes, like we were mentioning, you know, it's like, there's, there's precedent for that. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> you know, but the episode does end with her being like, yeah, pretty much the same when Blanche and Rose just run screaming through the living room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so great. Oh man, but it's a it's a really good one. It's it's a lovely episode. It's very fun, and yeah, I'm glad they explored more of that Catholic angle. I think it makes a lot of sense for her character. Yeah, I agree. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right, is that it? I think so. Oh, actually, All I right. do have two more things. I just want to talk Ooh. about the two outfits real quick. Um, <laughs> first, Rose. It <laughs> Sophia dressed as a nun. It's so cute. Um, oh, it's so cute. Rose is wearing the airplane sweater in this one again, um, which I always like mm. to call out. And then when they go to the convent, Dorothy's wearing this like Prince Philip looking thing. It's <laughs> like dressed like the Duke of York. It's it's really cool. I actually think it's like a very cool outfit, but like I did note is that it. The and 10 I was days like, celibate. 
Yeah, you know, with a thumbs up. Because she's wearing a um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and they do that a lot with her. I feel like they put her in, like, what could be, like, royal garb for a Regal prince. Royal garb, yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you know, of course, it's a, it, it works. It, she pulls it off because I feel like she's so yeah. tall and thin that it's, like, that And I'll go looking, great. walking around looking like an English lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's oh, all I got. God. Perfect. That's great. Excellent call outs. I love it. Well, that is a wrap on this one. And uh, join us next time. We're going to discuss XQ37 and the power of a twist episode. Mm. (laughs) Take care, everybody.